Wow, what a powerful time of worship. I no longer have to fear for the battle's been won. Woo! Oh, thank you, Lord, so very much for that truth. All right, you can, you can be seated right where you are. Thank you again for joining us today, this weekend. I, I'm, 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 I'm really fired up, ready to be able to share this word that God has placed in my heart. I wanna talk to you about this. I wanna talk to you about the unexpected. The unexpected is something that everybody should expect, but we're always, it's always an unexpected reality that it comes. And so here we are, we're in the middle of the situation right now where we're honestly, it's like all of, all of us are in it together. We're all, it's not like just your family or just my family or just you as a single or someone else as a, a single. We're all in the same situation together, this unexpected situation. And I wanna share with you how uh, Jesus dealt with the unexpected and how he taught his disciples to deal with it. And before we're done today, I wanna give you three ways, three ways of how you can turn the unexpected into unexpected blessings. Are you ready for that? Come on, I'm here to tell you, I really believe that God is gonna encourage your hearts today. All right, um, Jesus, he, he had a question one time for his disciples, and it's a pretty potent question. And we've been asked all kinds of questions throughout our life. We've been asked, you know, hey, did you clean your room? And right now we're asking the question, can anybody come over? You know, how long is this gonna last? You know, we're asking questions. And, and, but Jesus, I think, is also asking a question. And I wanna show you a story where an unexpected storm came and how Jesus and his disciples dealt with the unexpected and what we can learn from them. Check this out, Matthew chapter eight. It says, then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, now this is where if we were in church altogether, I'd say, come on everybody, shout suddenly. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping the disciples went and woke him up shouting, Lord, save us. We're gonna drown. Jesus responded. And here's the question he asked. And here we are, we're all asking questions. Sometimes God asks them. Jesus goes, why are you afraid? What a potent question. Something that I think is so good for us to ponder. Jesus goes, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves. And here's another suddenly. And suddenly, again, if we were all together, I'd be saying, hey, come on now, shout suddenly. <laughs> suddenly. And suddenly, there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man? Another great question. Rather than how long is this gonna last? Are we all gonna die? How about we listen to Jesus' question, why are you afraid? And then be amazed at who God is and go, who is this man? Another really great question. Who is Jesus, they asked. Even the winds and waves obey him. So Jesus asked the question, what, why, why am I afraid? Well, I think if how I would respond to Jesus right now would be like, excuse me, 
are you watching anything on the news? You know, are you paying attention to anything that's going on in the economy? I mean, why am I afraid? Well, because I'm maybe in the older population and, or maybe I've got a compromised immune system or, you know, this just kind of freaks me out or, you know, or, hey, I'm out of work for at least two weeks or maybe this is concerning you. My kids are home. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Why am I afraid? I gotta be with them 24 seven. Well, Jesus asked the question and he begins to obviously answer it for us. When, when we experience unexpected events in life, we, we have this potential to begin to give in to something. And so I, I, want, I want to share with you a few thoughts about the unexpected. But let me, let, me give you a, let me give you a quote by Max Lucado. Out of the book, Fearless, imagine your life without fear. Check out this quote. There's a stampede of fear out there. Let's not get caught in it. Let's be among those who stay calm. Let's recognize danger, but not be overwhelmed. Acknowledge threats, but refuse to be defined by them. Let's be numbered among those who hear a different voice, God's. Woo-wee. Isn't that good? What a powerful quote by Max Lucado. Do you know what the most repeated phrase in the Bible is in the Old and New Testament? The most repeated phrase is this, do not be afraid or fear not. More than any other phrase in the Bible, do not be afraid or fear not. The reason being is because God knows something that he wants us to know. Let's just talk about the unexpected for a a couple moments. First thing I think that God wants us to know is that the unexpected is normal. In other words, I guess I should expect for the unexpected. Jesus said it like this, in this life, you will have tribulation, but that's not the end of his sentence. He goes, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Isn't that great news? It's like, okay, I can expect the unexpected, but I can also expect something else. So the unexpected is normal. It happens in life. I remember different types of seasons in our life where we would put ourselves in places where we would sometimes come out acting like that was unexpected. For instance, we go to the aquatic park. We go to an aquatic park and we get up in where they have these signs that say soaking section. And so we would sit in the soaking section knowing that we were probably going to get sprayed with water from the dolphins or whatever it might be that we were there for. And then when it was all over, we would all look at each other and go, that was crazy. Look how wet I am. As if we were surprised to be wet while we were sitting in the soaking section. Here we are. We got Jesus in a boat with his disciples and a severe storm comes up and waves are beating in and they're all getting wet. They're in the soaking section. And it's as if Jesus wants you to know in this life, we're all sitting in the soaking section. This is the place where where waves beat against the boat and, and life begins to happen and, 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 and stuff like that goes on. And so he wants us to know this is normal. All right, the other thing that I think, I got my phone going off right now. Isn't that hilarious? All right, it's all gonna be good. Maybe somebody can grab, grab it over there for me. I'll stay in tune with you. But hey, here's the deal. I'm not distracted by the noise that's going on in your house. So you don't have to be distracted by the noise that's going on in ours. I would normally, we have signs up, right, on our slides that say, 
hey, um, turn your cell phones off. I didn't even listen to that myself today. Okay, here we go. So Jesus wants us to know that the unexpected, it's normal. Like, I didn't expect that I wouldn't have had my phone ringer off. It was unexpected, but we all are good with it. All right, I want you to notice this. Even Jesus experienced the unexpected. He was in the boat with them. So he was there. And even in the perfect will of God, with Jesus in our boat, we experience the unexpected. So it's just normal, all right? Number two, I want you to know about the unexpected. When the unexpected happens, and I think you already know this, it breeds uncertainty in us. We're like, in this scripture, it said, suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake, and then they responded. The disciples went, woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us, and this is what they said. We're gonna drown! So it breeds uncertainty in us. And these were professional fishermen, so that's not like they were making this up any more than you and I are making this up today of what's going on, virus going around the world. It's not that it's not real. It's not that it's not the facts. It is the facts. But Jesus trumps facts. He's bigger than facts. So it breeds uncertainty in us. In, Matthew uses this word in the Greek when he uses a, a, a serious storm, like this, this, this storm struck. He, this is his word. It's seismos. It's a quake, a, a trembling, an eruption of sea or sky. It's used a couple other times in Matthew. It's, it's used in Matthew 27 at Jesus' death at Calvary. And it's also used in Matthew 28 when Jesus arose from the dead. Seismos. So you can tell it's, it's where we get the word seismic for earthquakes. So even though the, the storm was of seismic proportions, Jesus was not stirred by life's uncertainties or life's suddenlies. All right, I wanna tell you something. When Jesus is in your boat, this boat ain't going down. Did you hear me? When Jesus is in your boat, this boat ain't, this boat ain't going down. We have a trust, we have a hope, we have a security that is, that is in him, even even all the way to where we're all terminal at some point, even death, it's not the end of the story because it's not uncertain for us anymore. We, we, we receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken and it's outside of this life even. So I, I wanted you to know those couple of things, which I'm pretty sure that you realize and you recognize that already. But I want you to know this, three ways, how do I deal with this uncertainty? How do I deal with the unexpected? All right. Here we go, Num number one, unexpected blessings. How These ways to deal with the unexpected so I can turn the unexpected into unexpected blessings. Number one, focus on the potential rather than the problem. Focus on the potential rather than the problem. Okay, if I have the ability to imagine worst case scenarios, and how many of you would be like me I have that ability. I can imagine worst case scenarios, right? Some of you are doing it right now. If I have the ability to imagine worst case scenarios, I also have the ability to imagine best case scenarios. And if I will focus my attention on imagining the best case scenario, we're in a storm, yep, but Jesus is in the boat. We're gonna make it to the other side. This isn't the end of our story. God has a plan and a purpose for our life. God has a plan and purpose for my family. If Jesus is in the boat, I don't have to just imagine worst case scenarios. I have the ability to imagine 
best case scenarios. And here's what I've learned. If I'm allowing my mind space to focus on best case scenarios, I don't have any space left to focus on the worst case scenarios. Trust me, if you wanna turn the unexpected into unexpected blessings, then begin to focus on the potential rather than the problem. So if I'm imagining a great future, I don't have, pro- I don't have time or space in my thoughts to be dreading my future. Just as fast as an unexpected storm of a virus hit the globe, the same speed can that virus be eradicated from the globe. The same speed that an unexpected storm could hit your life, there may be other things, I know there are, that many of you are facing, another suddenly is coming. Go back to the scripture if you will with me. I, I wanna look at it again. I'm gonna scroll back. The, the scripture, it said this, suddenly a a fierce storm. Suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But notice, that's not the only suddenly. It says again, and suddenly there was a great calm. Suddenly a storm, suddenly a great calm. So that tells me, just as sure as something, suddenly storms can happen, suddenly something great can break in on our world as well. So, have you ever stopped to to notice that Jesus and his disciples were heading somewhere. If you read the rest of the story, Jesus knew that they were going to deliver a tormented man. They were going to deliver somebody. And when they did, he was gonna go to 10 cities and tell how great Jesus is. Jesus was focused on the potential in the story and not the problem in the story. How about you and I do that right now? How about you and I begin to think about what are all the great things that God is gonna do out of this? What are the great things that's gonna maybe bring some nations together? What are some great things of how we're gonna stop bickering and fighting over some stuff and we're gonna begin to focus uh, life together and realize the preciousness of humanity and the preciousness of one another and and the preciousness of life. And, And I'm here to tell you, there's always potential every time we face a problem. Please hear me today. Please do not allow the enemy to take over your thoughts. Please do not allow the enemy to cause you to only focus on the negative. In the middle of a storm, Jesus is thinking of something else. And Jesus wants you and I to think of something else. Rather than just think about the problem, I'm gonna begin to think about the potential. Like for our church, I'm not just thinking about the fact that we can't just, we're not meeting right now. I'm thinking, you know what? We are too meeting right now. And some of you are tuned in that haven't walked through the doors of our church in a long time. Where you're being able to share this with us. We're walking together, maybe with more people than we've ever walked with before. There's always potential in the middle of any problem. And let's grab a hold of the potential that God has for us in the middle of this season because God is always doing something, even in the midst when it seems like, I don't know if God even cares. God always care, cares. Amen? Amen. All right. Um, all right. So first thing is this, that, that, that I'm going to focus on the, the, the potential and not just the problem. Number two, to turn the unexpected into unexpected blessings. Three ways. Focus on the potential rather than the problem. Number two is this embrace the present. Embrace the present. Now, I want to be honest with you. This is not easy for me because I'm always thinking about the future. I'm always thinking about what more could we do and this and because I'm a potential kind of thinking thinker. And right now it's like embrace the present and there's a blessing right now. In the middle of right now, there's a blessing. Let me show you the blessing for the disciples with Jesus. It says in the scripture that 
that they, they, they got in awe of who he is. Who is this man? And they worshiped him. Now, if you look at the whole story of the disciples with Jesus, this is the very first time that the disciples worshiped him. It took a storm for them to see who God really was. It took a storm for them to get a clearer view of God. In the natural storms happen, sometimes we lose our vision. But you don't have to in your spirit. In the middle of a storm, we can get a clearer view of him. So embracing the present is I'm gonna embrace God. I'm gonna embrace his presence. I'm gonna embrace his word. I'm gonna stay focused on, on what he is saying rather than what the world is saying. I'm gonna be informed, but I'm gonna let most of my information come from what God says. Embrace the present. Jim Elliott said this, wherever you are, be all there. So right now, maybe we have a couple of weeks where some of your home, you're home with your kids, maybe for four weeks, however long this is, let's embrace it. Let's say, you know what? I've never had this kind of opportunity to spend this kind of quality time with my family. Let's embrace the present. And here's what I've learned about God and his grace. His grace meaning his empowering grace, how he sustains us. It's available in the present. God's grace to sustain me is not for tomorrow. It's for today. So if I'm starting to worry about tomorrow, I don't have grace when I begin to worry about tomorrow. I only have grace when I embrace the present today. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 6. He goes, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Every day has its own trouble. There's grace for now. Embrace the present. You wanna turn the unexpected into an unexpected blessing? Then just embrace today. Embrace today. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. Well, I don't know how I'm gonna pay the bill. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. I don't know what. You don't have to embrace that yet because you're not there yet. You're right here. So focus on the potential. Embrace the present. And then last but not least, listen to this. When Jesus was going somewhere, I mentioned to, it to you already, he was on his way to deliver somebody that was bound up. Jesus, in the middle of a boat with his disciples, was on a mission. I think this is so critical to turn the unexpected in my life to the unexpected in your life, begin to reach out even while you feel like you're trapped in. If we will not just think about ourselves, but we'll be like Jesus and we'll be like, somebody else is alone. Somebody else feels like they're losing their mind. Somebody else doesn't know how they're gonna pay their bills. And that's why our first response as a church, how can we bless our city? How can we take care of somebody? How can we, because we realize this is the posture of God. The posture of God is, I'm gonna reach out, even in the middle of a storm, why could Jesus be asleep? Because he knew, it ain't about me. It ain't even about just us and our, our ship of a boat right here as a church. It's not just about our own little ship. It's not just about our boat. It's about other people. And when we do that, it's amazing how you just get, begin to get delivered from the fear. You get delivered from that, 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 that overwhelming sense of, I don't know if I'm, we're gonna drown if we're gonna make it. Well, you know what? We're gonna help somebody else not drown. And when we begin to reach out, even while we feel like we're stuck in, how do I do that? Make some phone calls. Send out some texts. Do it today. Don't, don't wait till tomorrow. Every day, think about somebody else. Post something positive. Send something to somebody. Send a call. Write a letter. Write a card. Start receiving some friend requests and send out some friend requests. And let's get more connected now than ever. This is our opportunity. Please, please, please get connected. We wanna, we wanna help you. Text 
Connect LC, LC for Life Church, connect LC to 97,000. If, if we don't have your information, we, we, wanna, we wanna stay connected with you. We wanna, and, and follow us on social media, Instagram and Facebook, whatever that is, but we, different ways, but, and get connected to each other. Reach out, even while you feel like, you feel like you're trapped in. So, let me just conclude like this. When we are in moments like, like this, feel like we're trapped in a storm in a boat, I, I, want, I, I think the safest place to be is to be in the boat, to be all in the boat. Right there, you feel like when, when we panic, we lose our minds and we're like, ah, I gotta jump out of the boat. Don't jump out of the boat. Stay, stay connected to your church family or get connected. You may be new right now listening. Get connected to the family. We welcome you. Welcome in. We're, 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 we're open arms. Be a part of our community. We wanna help you navigate in the middle of this storm and we help each other. So get connected. And I guess the bottom line is what I'm telling you is go all in. Go all in with God. Don't be partially in a boat or partially in a walk with God. There is no better time than right now to be completely all in for Jesus. Well, how do I do that, Pastor? What do I do? Very simply, it's this. Just say, Jesus, I want you in my boat. Jesus, I want you in my life. I I don't want to do life without you. Oh, please, please. Jesus is waiting for an invitation to come into the boat of your life. He's so ready to welcome you. All you got to do is like everyone else that has got Jesus in their boat has done. And that is simply just to admit, I'm a sinner and I need a savior. Jesus, will you forgive me? And he will be right there. If that's you, get ready right here, right now. I want to pray with you right where you're at. Maybe you're all alone. Maybe you're with a family. But I want, I want you to know, if you want to get your life right with God, you want Jesus in your boat, do not miss this opportunity because Jesus will come into your boat right here and forgive you of everything that you've ever done and bring a peace to you that no one else can bring. Let me pray. Father, right now, I come on behalf of my friends and I say, Jesus, will you forgive me? Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart. I wanna be what the Bible says is born again. Fill me today with your Holy Spirit and with your peace so that I'll live for you all the days of my life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. But right now, this is what we'd normally do when we're together as a church. We would all put our hands together and clap for you because we love you so very much. And we would say, hey, if that was you and you just prayed that prayer with us, we believe that Jesus just, he just got in the boat of your life. You're born again. All right, welcome to the family of God. And we are applauding you right now. Well, maybe if you're watching on Facebook, you could, or maybe uh, however other way, you can maybe find an emoji that has some hands put together. We're applauding right now. We're starting to push our buttons of applaud for you, applause for you. Or maybe that was you and you say, okay, now what do I do? We always want to help people in their next steps. So if you could go to our website and there's a big button that just says connect. You hit that and we will, we'll send you a Bible if you need one. And we'll help you to know how you can take your next steps. Or text CONNECTLC to 97000. And we want to begin to walk together with you on this journey. We are so happy with you for this, this, this journey of Jesus in your boat. Now, I want to say another prayer for all of us. And I want to declare this scripture. Because in the midst of the storm, Jesus said, why are you afraid? In other words, we don't have to be. Even in the midst of all kinds of stuff going on in the world. We don't have to be when Jesus is in our boat. 
because the Bible promises us this in 2 Timothy chapter 1. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. All right, your portion right now, your unexpected blessing is this. I got power to to do whatever God's called me to be. I got love to be generous and to help other people. And I got a sound mind. I'm gonna focus on the right stuff. Unexpected blessings in the middle of the unexpected. Let me pray for you because fear is not your portion. Right now in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, that you would you would rebuke a spirit of fear over your people, that you would bind it right now and you would provide all the power needed, all the love needed, and all the clear thinking needed by the power of your word and the power of your spirit over your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, we worship you and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Church, we love you so much. Now stay tuned. Just don't don't click off yet because we got some announcements for you and ways how you can continue your generosity and giving. We love you so much. I am so grateful to walk in this journey with you together. Okay, God bless you. Until next time, we'll see you then. If you just prayed that prayer to make Jesus the Lord of your life, we want to celebrate with you and we would love to hear from you. You can head over to our website or check out our social media. Either way, make sure you're connected. Text Connect LC to 97000. Stay tuned for Life Kids videos, discussion prompts, and ways that you can help serve in our city. We love you, Life Church. You might know the most popular verse in all of the Bible, John 3:16. God so loved the world that he gave. We give because we love. We love God. We love the local church. That's why we give. There are plenty of ways to give from right where you're at. You can give via our website or the PushPay app. Text GIVELC to 97000 or you can even bring your gift by the church during the week. We are believing God is faithful and he has his best for you and that he is faithful to do what he said he will do in and through your life.